0: Oh, hello, friend. Come, join us by the fire.
1: The story's about to begin.
2: So Zoltan, we're going to start with you today. For you, it has been roughly about a day and a half since your fight with those um, those three interesting individuals that your uncle brought in. And your uncle has summoned you to his office near Valor's reach because he has something to discuss with you. And so right now you're currently waiting in the foyer of his office. His secretary is sitting at the desk and she's writing something out with a quill kind of just sort of ignoring you. You kind of ignore her. This is kind of the relationship you have here. This isn't
3: the first time that this has happened. It's, oh, yeah, no. it's relatively often like Kells is probably next door. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, you're very used to this being summoned for who knows what. As you're waiting, the door to your uncle's office opens, and he steps out and gestures for a man to step out with, and this man's got a deep scar going through one eye and down below his chin to his neck. Very, very nasty-looking scar, and you recognize this as one of your uncle's employees. He was once a fighter in Valor's Reach, but there was a, an accident with one of the fights that got a little too intense, and he's been uh, incapacitated ever since. But he, you, him and your uncle share a few words, and then he walks out past you as he walks past you. He just sort of glances at you and goes on his way. Feldeus turns to you and is like, ah, good Zoltan, come in. Got it. I wanna discuss a few things with you about yesterday's fight. And as he right. leads you into his office, um, like you've like we said, you've been in here many times before. It's not a super fancy office, but you can tell that your uncle has been doing things to make it feel as ostentatious as possible. as possible. Yeah, he wants to make an impression on anyone who steps in here. There's a big window behind his desk overlooking the city, and you can kind of see just a little bit of Valor's Reach to the side through the window.
3: It's not a corner office. I mean, he doesn't get the best sort of location. No, not and yet. And it's it's one of those pieces I think for Zoltan of, okay, he's not as high up as he needs as he wants to be. This is, it's it's honestly it's a little bit of a comfort for him.
2: Mm-hmm. Go ahead and roll for me a quick perception check as you sit down in the chair next to your uncle's desk.
3: Ooh, which dice? Blood dice blood dice always do well 15
2: 15 okay yeah you've been in here often enough that any changes you usually pick up on them pretty quick and today there's a very pretty decent size not quite the size of your head but almost crystal sitting on your uncle's desk it's got it's opaque like see through until you get to the core and then there's this milky white with almost a slight shimmer to it as the light hits it and you take note of this. It doesn't really stand out to you too much because you're used to your uncle picking up fancy, he's got, pretty. Expensive he's got weird things. things
3: going on all the time. Yeah, like and the last time that I walked in here, he had three absolute strangers.
2: True. So um, he closes the door as you've walked in, and he steps behind the desk to a little um, little table that he's got a Decatur with some uh, brownish gold liquid in it, and he's, "Would you like a drink, Sultan?"
3: Um. Honestly, I'd love to get straight to business. I got an appointment at the gym.
2: Ah, understood. I can respect that. You want to make sure you do everything possible to put yourself in a position to make our family name shine. I understand that. Good man. And he picks up the Decatur and he pours himself a drink. And as he sets it down and turns around, he stops and you can tell that he's staring at that crystal. And as you follow his gaze, you see that the crystal, where it was just sort of a general shine a second ago, it's starting to glow ever so slightly. And as you watch, it glows brighter and brighter. And then it starts thrumming, almost like a heartbeat.
3: What sort of color is the glow? Does it seem to be attuned to when we walked in? Would this be like an arcana check?
2: Yeah, you know what, go ahead you can roll an arcana check um i will tell you that the it's a white glow that has almost little like arcs of blue that pass through it every now and then but i can i'll let you do a arcana check to notice something else about it
3: would arcana be the one that you want me to do or do you want me to do a different one of those like religion Um, or nature or something like
2: that? we'll do arcana seems to fit best for what's going on here 16 16 okay as you sit there and stare at this glow, you notice that the glow itself and the power that is inside this crystal seems to be focusing on the side of the crystal nearest to you. And you like lean over slightly to test something you watch as the glow turns in the crystal to face you at all times. And your uncle I'm
3: step back.
2: <laughs> okay. The, it doesn't change at all with you stepping back, but it continues to follow you as if it, it's focusing in on you and your essence. Your uncle, as he's sitting here watching this, a sly smile creeps across his face and he takes his drink that he hasn't taken a drink of. He sets it down and he reaches over and he picks up the crystal and he starts to slowly move around the desk. He says, Zoltan, you've done some amazing things at Valor's reach. Do you feel like you've sufficiently honored the Feldeus name.
3: And one truly do less honor than we've done. And by association, can't that honor continue to grow? And he's probably like starting to walk towards me and I'm trying to not give up too much ground, but you can see that You can see that Zoltan doesn't want to be here at this point. There's something that he is amazingly uncomfortable about with this.
2: Okay, and you're right. Feldeus continues to slowly walk towards you. He says, Do you know what this crystal is?
3: I know that I don't want any part of it.
2: (laughs) Cute. Well, apparently it wants a part of you. I'm going to let you in a little secret here, Zoltan. The people that I've been introducing to the fights, the kind of weird ones... I'm sure you're smart enough to have picked this up. They're not from Kylem. They're from other worlds. There's a, there's a vast expanse of worlds out there. And some people have the ability to travel between them. I happened to procure this little beauty on a trip of mine once and discovered that it has the property to force people through this expanse.
3: Can I make my way towards the window? attempt to jump out i don't care how high up we are <laughs> he wants no part of this
2: <laughs> okay uh i will tell you that this is not a window that can open so it will have to be shattered and you can absolutely make an attempt to sneak around towards the window
3: that'd be a stealth check to try and get across yeah, that we'll way start, we'll start I...
2: with a stealth check
3: great that's a disadvantage
2: okay oh <laughs> Tell me it's a one, please.
3: Single. A single handful.
2: So that was just a one?
3: No, that was a four plus one.
2: Ah, so a five. Okay. Um, You slowly start inching towards the window as Feldius continues to step towards you. And his eyes dart to the window, too. And then he looks at you. He's like, oh, Zoltan, I don't think so. I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw, Zoltan. 18. Okay. You you see as Feldeus waves his hand and an arcane puff of magic expels from his fingertips and you feel this magic wash over you, but you shrug it off and you recognize that your uncle just tried to do something to you. His, his smirk kind of diminishes a little bit and for a brief moment you see anger on his face. Before he puts back I'm his not facade.
3: That, not the little whelp that you brought in originally.
2: Hmm. You may have grown, Zoltan, but you still have much to learn. And he's going to lunge forward. Make me a dexterity save.
3: Why? <laughs> Five plus one is six.
2: <laughs> All right. You are not able to react as quickly as you would like. And he thrusts the crystal forward, taps it right on your forehead, and says, Goodbye, Zoltan. And you feel this intense burning pain spread from the point on your forehead where this crystal touched. And it shoots through your whole body as if you feel like you're disintegrating, you're falling apart. And the world around you melts away. And you are thrust into this mist, this dark mist that obscures all all vision. And you feel this sense of falling and falling. And then suddenly you're on your back, on the ground, looking up at a dark gray sky. And we're going to move on to (laughs) Gore and Karg. So the two of you, after your fight in Kylem, you had the confrontation with the man that snapped his fingers. And when he reached into his bag or into his pocket to get your payment, you feel this burning in your eyes as the sand hits you. And suddenly, as you blink and you desperately try to get your sight back, you look around, you are no longer in this man's office and you look around and you see you're up on this cliff. It's very dark skies, kind of stormy, but there's not a storm. And there's this very cold breeze blowing through the fields of grass around you. Um, the two of you realize very quickly you're both there. You recognize each other, you remember each other, and even more importantly, you remember everything about your life from before you showed up at the arena. And as you guys are looking around, if you look down the cliff, you can see... a. About a couple miles away, there's a small little village nestled on the shoreline at the base of this cliff.
1: I take it we didn't get paid. That old man scammed us. Where are we? None of this looks familiar to me. Great.
0: This again. I'm getting really tired of this. Let's go try to find somebody. We're going to walk down. You said there was a little village? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's take a walk down there.
1: Sounds
2: good. As you guys follow the cliff, you eventually find a spot where it's not a very obvious pathway down the cliff, but you do manage to find some bushes that are hiding the start of a system of switchbacks that move down the mountain and make their way down to the village. As you guys are traveling, I want you both to roll me. Let's see. Go ahead and just roll me a generic wisdom check.
1: That would be a-, a 12. I got a 9 plus 1. Okay. Okay
2: so neither of you really notice anything besides what i've already mentioned there's the cold breeze there's the mountain there's the village what was yours karg again a 12. a 12 okay you notice just a slight headache um but you did just get out of battle this is kind of what you're used to after a high adrenaline rush and being in combat there is a little bit of soreness and achiness to the body so this isn't anything unusual to you um you guys Make it down the switchbacks. Uh, I'm not going to make you roll like dexterity saves or anything, although the thought did cross my mind. You know, <laughs> you successfully make it to the village. It took you a little while, and you guys have, are in this village. Roll me another perception check as you guys enter this village to look around.
1: I get lower than my passive perception, do I just use that? <laughs>
2: Uh, it depends. Do you think Gore would just be passively looking around, or do you think he'd be specifically uh, looking for stuff?
1: He—he's honestly pretty tired. He probably would have to, if like, and yeah, he probably wasn't searching around actively. Okay. To
2: be in honest, in that case, yeah, go ahead and give me your
1: passive. Uh it's the thirteen. Thirteen.
2: And
0: Arg was... is on the other hand being very vigilant. Uh, he rolled a sixteen.
2: Okay. So, (laughs) both of you notice very quickly, even with um, Gore not paying attention, there's not any people here. You haven't seen anyone as you walk into this town. Uh, It feels kind of dead. Karg, you notice as you're looking around, uh, you walk past a house and you glance over at it and you see that there's some clothes that have been draped over a windowsill as if they were meant to dry, but they look like they've been there a while. They're dirty, they've grown dusty, they've been left. And as you guys move deeper into the village, you find this little center village center where there's a well, and there's still no people. But Karg, you hear just the faint sound of water, the waves crashing against the shore down the ways. Teppi, I want you to roll me a perception check real quick.
4: I would love to. So that is a 13 plus... Four, 17.
2: 17? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Tepi, you've been in this village for just a, a day now. After your incident with the breeding nests and the vampire attack, a vampire tried to stab at you, and right when you feel like the sword should have entered your stomach, you remember there was this intense feeling of falling... And then suddenly you were in the middle of this village. You weren't in the jungles anymore. You were. It was cold and harsh and dark. And there was an elderly man that ran into you that day um, named Ivan that took you in. And you're currently in his home trying to sleep. But you hear something outside that wakes you up, the sound of footsteps. There's someone else in this village, which You've been here long enough to know that's weird because there's not very many people left here.
4: Mm-hmm. So she's woken up. She will immediately sit up. Um, this home, these homes I imagine they're not very large. They're like one, two no, pretty rooms, small. right? Yeah.
2: Two yeah. rooms. Okay. I think Ivan's is only two rooms.
4: All right. Looking around, do I see Ivan anywhere?
2: Uh, if you go poke your head into his room, you do not see him. He is gone but he was there. He went to bed before you last night. Okay. You don't know where he um
4: was. All right. Can I still hear the footsteps?
2: I know they have stopped.
4: In that case, I would like to quietly and stealthily try to make my way over to the window and look out, but without with avoiding being visible through said window. I will happily roll a stealth check if Absolutely. you
2: would like Absolutely. Please do that.
4: Okay that is an 18
2: okay so you successfully move up to this window very quietly and as you peek over the rim and you look outside you can see down in the village square around the well there are two individuals who are very very strange to you one of them is a little familiar you've seen orcs before so you've seen the brazen coalition pirates they usually have some orcs in their ranks and so The small half-orc man is familiar to you. You recognize the tusks. He's a bit thinner um, than the orcs you're used to seeing, but you recognize Mm -hmm. him as an orc. The other one, however, is completely new to you. You see this humanoid creature covered in hair from head to toe. Minotaurs are definitely new to you, Teppy. And you look at this Mm -hmm. man's head, and rather than a human head, you see the head of a bull with horns, going out from the side of his head and forward. He's very large. He's got a long chain tied around his waist with a spiked ball at the end. And both of them are just sort of looking around very confused that they just entered this seemingly dead village.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. They look visibly confused. They don't look like they're here for nefarious reasons. No,
2: they, they look like... Actually, go ahead and give me an insight check. (laughs) i would love to 10 so you can Mm -hmm. tell that they're looking around as if this is all new to them but that's as far as you can get you can't really glean any information on their motives or why they're here um you do know that the large one is obviously very well armed the orc doesn't seem to have any visible weapons on him but he carries himself in a way that he's confident in himself but that's about all you get um all of you tepi gore and karg you all as you're sitting there tepi's watching you too you guys are looking around there's a brief moment of the air around the ground near the well ripples very briefly and then zoltan i want you to describe to me what it looks like when you planeswalk
3: i think that for zoltan considering that this is his first time it is completely ungraceful And he was falling. He ended up pulling out his sword. And so he steps backward. He steps backward almost like he came off from like stage left. And he ends up stumbling backward and falls into the well.
2: (laughs) I love that you choose to do these things to your characters that I wasn't (laughs) going to do. But now I get to play around with it. So you guys watch as the air next to the well ripples. And suddenly there's a man there. Kargan Gore. You recognize this guy. It's Zoltan. And you watch as he very ungracefully stumbles backwards, like with his sword out, swinging it around, and he hits the well. And you watch as he falls and plummets into the well. Um, Karg and Gore, you would both know that this guy wears some pretty hefty armor. He is going to be in trouble down there.
3: (laughs) Yeah, scale mail.
0: Would Karg have like a split second before he's falling to try to make an action to have him not fall
2: it depends on how close you would have gotten to the well if you think that you were going to be right next to it then yeah i'd give you a chance to roll a dexterity i check imagined us
0: him. being within like five feet of the well okay then yeah whether go it's ahead. on the side he was appeared on but
2: go ahead and roll me a dexterity check to see if you can stop him from falling all the way Okay. Ooh,
0: that would be that is a 22
2: oh okay then yeah absolutely so you are on the opposite side of the well as he is and you have that split second reaction of you recognize there's a man there it's zoltan he's about to fall in the well and you dart you know what i'm gonna say because you're a monk you're gonna do an awesome cool ninja thing where you jump over the well right behind him and you catch him before he can even hit the well and you've got him by the shoulders uh, zoltan how do you react to someone grabbing you from behind
3: i was looking for like hidden combatants in this mist that i was falling through i am completely disoriented it's an adrenaline moment it is a heat of the moment he's going to attack all right 13 to hit.
2: 13 does that hit cards does, does not hit
3: So just swinging wildly, you can tell that he is completely disoriented, that he is freaked out, and something is completely off with him. This is a very—you recognize that it's the same man, but he is in a very different state of mind from when you met him.
0: Karg is going to attempt to pluck his sword from his hands. Whatever you want me to roll for that.
1: Well, I'll do or no, I
0: can knock it, knock it out of his hands, whatever.
1: Yeah, don't think a disarming attack. I
0: don't think at level five I have that
2: yet. Go ahead and do contested athletic rolls. To cool. see if you can at the very least grab his arm and stop him from swinging.
3: Rest a little
0: way,
2: maybe. Mm-hmm.
3: At to twelve on my end. <laughs>
2: um twenty one. <laughs> Alright, so Card you you quickly realize that Zoltan is not in the right state of mind and so as after he tries to swing at you you duck you grab his wrist and you bend his arms in just such a way that it forces him to let go of the sword uh, and it clatters uh, to the uh. ground <laughs> Zoltan now that you can see your combatant you recognize it's Karg and you look over and you can see gore on the other side of the well as well
3: what the here uh huh
0: where has your uncle sent us? You have the payment. <laughs>
3: <laughs> How much were you promised? A lot. I don't think I have a lot. <clears throat> I barely had enough to cover myself. And I don't know if it'd be of any use here. I mean, is it just me or is it dead here?
2: Teppy at this point, you've seen all this happen. You watched as the man appeared out of thin air. And you watched as the orc jumped in very quickly to save him and stop him from attacking them. What you do with that information is up to you, but you see all of this happen.
4: I think just to add some spice to the mix, she would summon her wildfire spirit. <laughs> yeah, she'll, she'll summon her wildfire spirit. For narrative purposes, it's a little Velociraptor, but on fire okay uh feather i take my dinosaurs feathered thank you so it does have feathers and it's small they're only like chicken sized and she'll send it trotting out to the group and again just keeping watch just to see what they do she figures it's best to send out more chaos and then follow up with something much less chaotic you know it's like asking for a pony but then settling for a dog (laughs)
2: okay so as the three of you are having this conversation i'm gonna say the way you guys are oriented zoltan and karg you would both notice this gore you might not notice it until it's getting close to you but you see a light off in the corner of your vision as you look over you see this tiny little reptilian creature bounding towards you on fire and it runs up to about like 10 feet away and stops and, like, cocks its head to the side and is
1: looking at you.
3: I've got my sword out and ready.
1: Yeah, I was going to say i ready my and Chain.
0: Karg is going to kind of, like, tilt his head with the creature to kind of, like, match it. <laughs> and in... Does anybody speak Infernal?
3: Uh, I did. I actually did not write down my languages.
0: You have Amnesia now, so... In a language none of you understand... Karg is going to attempt to communicate with this creature that's on fire.
2: Okay, what does he say to it?
0: I see you are comfortable in a state of fire and agony. Have you followed me here?
2: Mm -hmm. So you say this, and and Gorazoltan, you do not recognize this language. Karg, as you speak, this little fiery creature, in response, tilts its head the other way, but doesn't seem to understand what you just said. It's just reacting to the fact that you have spoken to it.
0: Anybody that is watching Karg very closely will notice a small si- sense of relief that this creature does not seem to understand what he's saying.
3: Could I do insight to pick up on that?
2: Yeah, or is anyone that like who wants to try and pick up on that can roll insight. And Karg, are you trying to hide the fact that you're relieved, or is this just a, a natural...
0: Like... I, Karg is naturally de- deceptive and clo- closed off of his emotions. He doesn't really want people to know what he's feeling thinking so it's twelve, all it's, everything's kind of going to be that. hidden
2: Wait, uh, karg what is your uh deception modifier that is a fantastic
0: question it is a plus one okay because charisma is a dumb stat ladies and gentlemen
3: <laughs> hey not for me i have a 20 in charisma thank you
0: mine is plus zero for some reason that does not surprise me <laughs> hey,
4: okay. hey hey paladin
2: so the other three of you what were your totals
3: 12
4: 13 oh i'm rolling was it inside as well yeah sorry okay i missed that somehow that's a nat one okay
2: (laughs) so teppy you're you're too far away you didn't quite hear what he said so you don't recognize Mm -hmm. that it was a different language zoltan and gore you both pick up on the slight like easing of the tenseness in karg's shoulders as he speaks to this creature and the creature doesn't react the way he expected it to
3: So, seeing him relax, Zoltan's going to, not like, put away the sword, but the point's gonna come down into the ground. And he's gonna say, So, friend of yours? Is that what's going on here?
0: No, never seen this creature before. Strange looking, though. Yeah. Almost looks like a chicken. I wonder if it tastes like one. What is the potential that this creature killed the entire village?
3: Um, I think see- you would be more likely to kill everyone. Okay,
1: or <laughs> um, just kind of see- like shirks his head away at that comment.
4: Seeing uh, the group's semi-positive reactions. Sorry, I'm like trying not to die of laughter. Um, seeing the group's semi-positive reactions, uh, she'll take Tuppy will take that as a sign, and she'll leave the home and make her way over again, being as stealthy as possible. Again, for a given amount of stealthy, right, when you're leaving, hiding, and walking out into an open space. Okay. I I guess a better way of saying it is trying to not draw excessive attention to herself.
2: So are you trying to, like, move up to another house to hide again, or are you approaching them with the intent Mm. of them noticing you at some point?
4: Approaching with the intent of them noticing... But not in a threatening matter. Okay, is manner is the best way to put it? I think.
2: All right. So yeah, they're distracted by your your little fire dude, and so you slip out of the house, and you walk down the lane towards them in such a way that bushes and the other houses kind of hide you, right up until you're about twenty feet away, and then you step more into the circle, and they see you. They they can all see you as you step out.
3: Dalton's grip tightens, but he doesn't have the sword fully at the ready.
2: And, Teppi, go ahead and describe mm-hmm. to them what they see.
4: Yeah. So, stepping out into this kind of central area near the well, you see a mm, shortish human. She stands around, I would say, 5'5", 5'4", which, considering the heights of the other group members, I know, I know that she's the shortest there. Um, she's got a darker complexion, black hair, Probably strange clothing to the rest of you. She looks fairly young. She, she doesn't quite look like she's reached adulthood. And she has a sickle on one hip um, and a wooden shield. And she looks wary, but not overly intimidated by the group. And she'll walk over and pick up the flaming dino. Please don't eat him. He's not food.
1: He looks like food. I keep Uh, my diet very balanced.
4: (laughs) But that she'll kind of take a small step back and clutch the little dino a little bit tighter. He's not food. Is it a pet? Yes. What species is it? You... You don't know.
0: Carg is visibly like excited, almost that she seems to be like wanting to share information with it about him. And he gets out a like a piece of paper and like some charcoal, and is like almost like he's trying not to seem too eager, but like he's gonna take notes. He wants mm-hmm. to know what this thing is.
4: Well, I- teeth here is a Velociraptor. Sorry,
3: teeth? These?
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, and she'll look at teeth and say, Smile! And he'll smile. And there's lots of little sharp, like, pin teeth.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, teeth. It's, it's because he has teeth.
4: Yes.
0: And uh, what species is he? he
4: mm, I don't know that it really counts for him, because he's not actually velociraptor but he looks like a velociraptor really screaming
2: <laughs> in the direction of building C on the map you hear a rustling in the bushes and suddenly a man comes bolting out of the bushes and stops short when cuz he's got a rope tied around his arms behind his back tied to a like a banister on the on the building and he's screaming desperately trying to pull away from this building and you listen as he's screaming
4: it calls me
2: i must go the ocean calls dante and dante must listen and he's just repeating that over and over and over again desperately trying to get away from this building in the direction of the shoreline
3: okay sword is out and at the ready <laughs> and is seeing that, that he's
0: tied normal? up normal kind of looking at epi like are you You're you're here like this is your home right like is this normal
4: that's a good question is this a familiar sight in the short time that she's been here
2: so you got here it was probably like just before dawn when you arrived oh, and okay. so you haven't mm-hmm. been here through a full night um you recognized the man ivan introduced him to you as dante and so that kind of stands in line with what he was saying he's one of the few villagers that are left and um Debbie, you will know because Ivan told you people in this village have been every night someone eventually disappears. But before they disappear, the days leading up to their disappearance, they all start to show signs of mental disability or dis- destabilization, not disability. Mm-hmm. Mentally, they're, they're losing themselves until one day, one night, they just disappear entirely. Dante, when you first met him, he was kind of wringing his hands and he kept glancing down towards the shoreline but he wasn't as erratic as this. Um,
4: mm-hmm. She'll turn back and just shake her head.
0: All righty then. Garg's gonna walk up a little closer to the man. Not Not so close that he can touch him, but just kind of like wanting to see his eyes,
2: see if he's actually there. Alright, as you get closer, he doesn't seem to react to you at all. He's just continuing screaming the same phrase over and over, yanking at this rope. You can tell that the rope was tied very strongly around his arms. Like this is not something he could have done himself. But whatever this tether has been designed in such a way is to keep him in this spot. And he desperately wants to get away from it, to go somewhere else. But he doesn't react to you, and as you look into his eyes, they're just like pupils are dilated, there's super crazed kind of bloodshot staring forward unblinking
3: i kind of want to cut the rope right? i kind of want to cut I, the rope I, or just like yeah
2: let's
0: you, you guys want to cut the rope
3: no um oh
0: is that not the proper response to this situation
3: he wants to go clear yeah i don't know he, what's going on with him i don't have anything that i can do to help him I have no idea where we're at. I don't even know if what I can do works here.
2: Where is everyone standing? Did everyone move over towards Dante where he's tied up? Or are some of you
1: still by the well?
4: Remind me where exactly he's tied up again, please. He's tied
1: up to building C. I I wanted to look inside, like if there were any windows or like if the door opened on the building, if I could just look inside.
2: Yeah, so the building he's tied to, there's a sign over the doorway that has an image of an apple. And as you walk up to the building across the door, there's the words Applegate General Merchandise, like scrawled into the wood. And as you look in the windows, um, it looks like this is just sort of a general goods store. Like, this is where the people of this village would go to to get materials they couldn't make themselves. Like, any trade that came through here would stop at this building to drop it off. So it's like a trade mercantile store.
1: Okay. Hmm.
3: So, I'd be able to tell based off of the knot structure. So we know that this is not something he could have done himself. Mm-hmm. Does this seem like he struggled as it was being put on, or was this a consensual act?
2: That's a really good question. Roll for me an investigation check. And while he does that, remind me: is everyone over by Building C now?
3: Uh,
0: Karg is just with, like, in reach of him. Okay. He's pretty
2: close. Yeah. I'm Tepe, w- Go ahead, Teppy.
4: Oh, I was just going to say, she would have followed over, but she's standing back a little bit, um, just cautious. Okay. So she's probably 10, 15 feet away from the building,
1: okay. from Dante. And Gore, where are you at? Yeah, He he was just looking in the building, so he's still okay, pretty okay, close right. to like the entrance. All right, and Zoltan, you got a 14, right?
2: Mm. Uh, It's kind of difficult to look, because this guy's yanking and pulling and moving, but as you study and you look... His arms only show bruising where the ropes currently are. You don't see any signs of a struggle from before the ropes were put on. So you, you get the idea that he willingly allowed himself to be tied up.
3: Pointing this out, he says, so why would he want to be tied up?
2: Teppi, roll me a perception check. Sure. 16. Alright, since you're mm-hmm. a little ways away from the building, the breeze blows through... Um, from the direction of Ivan's house through and you catch the faint sound of crying on the wind like a young child is crying about something
4: and it's coming like from the direction of Ivan's house
2: yeah like in that direction from where you guys mm-hmm. are it, yeah that, that way the wind is
4: blowing do i know of any children in this village
2: so you I mean know... i'm assuming Ivan uh Sorry, yeah continue. you do know that the house house number B I keep saying number and then the letter. That's funny. House B, there's a single woman with her young girl who lived there. Um, That's the only child you met during the time that you've been here.
4: Hmm. I'm trying to decide how stupid of a decision she wants to make. I think what she'll do uh, is ask, do any of you hear that? Just Uh, just to see if if the others can pick up on it
1: the, the man screaming right the, the man that's tied up
4: no no the the crying from that way and she'll point
1: arg will attempt to
0: hear
2: it do they hear anything <laughs> uh, roll me a perception check 14 plus 2 16 16 so yeah you step away from dante when teppy mentions that she hears something and as you listen the wind blows through again and yeah you you can hear the crying
3: Something is very wrong about this place.
4: Where
2: is everybody else?
4: They're just not here. I don't really know. Um, I'm gonna go check that out. I think Dante's okay for now. Um.
3: Sure. because yeah. This is yeah. okay. Yeah, he doesn't uh,
1: seem okay. Let's He's check. He's better than most.
4: She's just, she's just gonna let them. Be cynical there. And she'll just turn and walk towards House B.
2: Alright. So as you Guard approach... going to follow her. As you and guys approach the house... First thing you notice is the front door is slightly ajar. Second thing you notice is up on the second floor, there's a window that you watch as a light turns on as if someone lit a candle. And then seconds later, it gets put out. And then again, it gets lit and then it gets put out and it's continuing this cycle as you approach the house
3: does anyone look like they've run out of the house
2: uh it doesn't look like it no that the door looks like the wind that just blew through pushed it open slightly but that it wasn't locked or closed all the way to begin with which allowed it to be pushed open a little and you can definitely hear the crying is coming from inside the house
4: teppy will grow up and knock on the door, and while well, slightly, like while pushing it further ajar, it's just,
2: so, yeah. Hello. So you knock on the door, pushes open, and do all of you go in, or do you just stay in the doorway looking inside? Doorway. Doorway.
4: Okay. She'll, she'll she'll walk in.
2: Okay, so just walks like in. just like a foot. Uh, the other three of you are standing outside the doorway looking in. All of you all can see. Me. All of that's, you can see that's that's that, that there is it. a little girl probably about four or five years old, huddled in the corner of the room. Karg, Gore, and Zoltan, you can see that she's tightly hugging this doll of a woman with flowing white hair and wings poking out either side. And she's sitting there rocking. And Tepi, you don't see the angel doll. As you look at this girl, I want you to make me a wisdom save. (laughs)
4: Okay. That is... 19.
2: Okay, so as you look at this girl, for the briefest moment, you could have sworn you saw her gripping the dead body of a baby triceratops. But then it's gone and you see the doll. You're not quite sure if that is what you saw or what just happened, but she's holding the doll and she's rocking back and forth. And through her tears, uh, you can hear her saying, drip 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 mama don't trip flap 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 sand was a trap and that's she's repeating that just like dante was repeating his phrase she's whispering this little poem to herself as she's rocking hugging this little angel and occasionally she'll stop rocking stops her little chant she looks up at the stairs and then down at the doll and says mommy when are the angels coming where are the angels and then she re- starts her routine again of that little poem and rocking herself and you guys can see from up above the stairs that light that was going on and off in the window it's still up there going on and off oh, okay. this I don't is... like
3: anything about this
0: this is strange this place is very strange
3: hey, funny this was funny right right
0: who are you talking to
3: Apparently no one. Hmm. And Zoltan's gonna the... go ahead. He's gonna go in, sword ready, and go up the stairs.
4: Uh, yeah, Tepi te- te- will as well. Uh, hand on her sickle. A uh, fiery velociraptor at her side, but she, yeah, she is. Stay well. back. Stay behind me. Maybe you need to stay behind me.
3: You seemed shaken right there.
0: Karg is going to attempt to scale the side of the building to look inside the second story window.
2: Okay. So are any of you are going up the stairs? I missed that, sorry.
3: I don't know exactly what our order is, because it seems like we're having a little bit of a pissing contest over this.
2: Hey.
1: Zoltan will we'll go first. I kind of wanted go to just push past both of you and t- stomp up the stairs. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll allow that. Argue, just right past the girl.
1: The stairs, like, yeah. <laughs>
2: Alright, so Gore leads the way up the stairs, Karg, you're climbing up the outside of the building. It's not a very tall building, and it's dilapidated enough that there's plenty of handholds and footholds, so I'm not going to make you roll anything for it. All of you, as you, Karg, you're looking through the window, the rest of you are looking up the stairs. As you go up to this top floor, it's a single room. There's a bed off to one side, and then a smaller bed where the little girl probably was sleeping. And... Over by the window, there's a little nightstand and a candle on a candle holder. And there's a woman standing there. And you all watch as she strikes a flint to light the candle. And then she turns in the direction of the stairs, but very clearly is not reacting to your presence. And she, like, is there's tears going down her face. And she hushes in the direction of the stairs. She goes, Shh, now please. Please stop crying. The ocean will hear you. Please don't cry. And then she turns around and blows out the candle and stands there staring out the window past you, Karg, in the direction of the ocean for a minute before going down to light it again and repeating the phrase.
1: I didn't think I was being that loud. Does the woman
0: seem lively? Like, is she healthy or... Emancipated? Like, what does her physical condition look like?
2: She looks fairly healthy for a villager of a town this small. Um, she does look kind of haggard, like she hasn't gotten much sleep, her hair's a mess, there's bags under her eyes, but she's not like super thin. Like she obviously has enough to eat that she's doing fine. Just tired and obviously not mentally there. Hmm.
4: Um, Just to be sure, uh, Tebby te- she'll she'll walk up to the woman's side, and just kind of gently uh, set a hand on her shoulder. Uh, do we know her name? Did Ivan ever tell me her name? Yeah,
2: you know her name is Orla.
4: Um, and she'll say, Orla, what's happening? Just I don't know that I'll get a response, but you know, just as soon as trying. your
2: hand touches her shoulder, she stops and stiffens. And she just stays there for a moment before very quickly spinning, getting right up in your face, staring in your eyes. Do you hear it? Do you hear the call of the waves? It's there. Do you hear it? And then she sort of like deflates, has a look of confusion on her face, and then turns back to the candle and starts trying to light it again.
4: I mean, I will try to hear the call of the waves. Let's try it. Do you you try and listen? I don't think that's a good thing. (laughs)
2: When she, she doesn't say that, that out loud. I want all of you to make me a I wisdom know. saving throw.
4: Oh boy. Right. You're welcome.
2: Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's
4: Tepe. a fourteen.
2: Tepi got fourteen. All right. Gore, eleven. Eleven. Karg. The first natural twenty of the game. Plus, plus two. And I already know Zoltan's answer, but why don't you go ahead and say it out loud? <laughs>
3: I don't think I want to. I think that we just want to see what the consequences are of this catastrophic...
2: Critical fail. Rolled a 1. A All 1 right. and a 20. On. Wow. Okay.
3: On the blood dice. The blood dice... I have wanted the story to continue today. I don't like it. You're supposed to be doing good. You make blood.
2: Alright, so... Gore and Tepi, When this woman references the waves you do stop and listen and you can hear you can hear the waves lapping against the shore Um, and you've both heard the ocean before you've heard water moving in this manner Karg, you don't even pay attention to the sound of the waves outside you're just so focused in on this woman and the girl and Dante trying to piece together okay, what could be going on here? you are completely oblivious you're not oblivious, Like you recognize it but it has no effect on you Zoltan, you have never heard a sound like this before and as you're listening, it's all you can hear now. You just hear this whoosh, whoosh, of water lapping against the shore. And you turn and you look out the window at the direction the woman is. And you can see, for the first time, you really pay attention. There is this massive body of water. You've never seen anything like this before. And you feel drawn to it. And you turn. Ignoring I'm gonna go group. down the
3: stairs. Yep,
2: you turn, you s- mechanically go down the stairs, out the house, and you start making your way down towards the water.
4: Is it obvious but, that he's? It's not him.
2: Was th- th- he th- 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 that- the last person to enter the room, or who is the last one? In so
3: here? I came up. Teppy was behind me, but Teppi went up to Olga or whatever her name mm-hmm. was.
2: Okay. I'm still on the
3: side of the building.
2: Yeah, so Karg, since you're looking in, you see uh, the rest of you don't really notice at first. You'd notice that he's leaving, but you don't notice the change. Karg, with your natural 20, you instantly pick up on the fact that Zoltan stiffened, looked out the window past you just like this woman was, and then turned around and is leaving the house.
3: I almost want to say that he even dropped his sword in that process.
2: I'm okay with this. (laughs)
3: Because <laughs> that is a very big consequence.
2: Yep. So yeah, he drops his sword, and that's probably what catches everyone's attention. As the sword clatters to the ground, and he leaves it. Those of you who know him know this is not in his character to do.
0: And Karg is going
1: to follow him. What about the rest of you? I'll t- take a look at Tepin and just like start going after him as well.
4: Alright. She doesn't really know what's happening uh based on the others though she'll follow and as she's going she'll she'll pick up the sword okay it seems important
2: what, Is it a broad sword or what kind of sword was it actually yeah that's a good question
4: it is a
3: great sword like this is a <laughs> big old two-handed monster of a sword
2: so teppy you can totally you could pick it up but you'd be dragging mm-hmm. the tip as you go so i'll let you decide if it's worth carrying at that point but
4: I mean, would it impede her movement at all?
2: If you were in like combat or being chased by something, probably. If you're just walking to the beach, it'll just be laborious, but that's about it. Yeah,
4: I'll, I'll, I'll still carry it. The tip will drag. It'll okay. catch on. There's stuff. a
2: comical <laughs> dunk, 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 dunk all the way down the stairs. But yeah, yeah, you guys start following as Zoltan starts making his way towards the shore.
3: And I think that also- Zoltan, I think he starts. Bidden, something from deep within, starts to whisper more than anything. The waves whisper to me, calling me to the soft sand. Water sweeps over my feet, surrounds me where I stand.
2: Is anyone going to do anything to stop him before he reaches the beach?
1: What's everyone else doing?
0: Harg is curious to see where this is going, so...
1: <laughs> I, I think Gore wants to make a make an attack against him.
2: <laughs> okay um how are, are you attacking
1: uh, with your ball and chain or just yeah I'm, him? I'm gonna use my so i took the martial depth feet so i could use trip attack with a with a superiority die okay
0: Ooh, very cool but
1: yeah it'll be with the chain i'm gonna try hitting his feet like wrapping around them okay
2: um i'm gonna say you don't even have to roll for it you just you pull off your chain your ball and chain from off your belt and you toss it in such a way that it wraps around and falls in front of him Zoltan uh, go ahead and make a wisdom save with advantage
3: <laughs> why in this moment do you betray me eight total <laughs> wow <laughs> okay.
2: um, Zoltan... so I think that
3: he trips up and he's like calls yeah. me to the soft sand
2: you trip, and it doesn't phase you at all. You just push yourself back up, step over the chain, and continue walking. And he seems unfazed by the fact that he, Gorgeous tripped him. And by this point, you guys are heading out of the village. You're approaching the docks when Zoltan suddenly takes a sharp left turn and starts moving along the beach. And as you guys follow him in the direction, you see in the distance a little ways there's a figure... Of, a, of someone kneeling in the sand facing out towards the ocean.
0: Once Karg sees the figure, um he's going to kind of come up behind and give a good unarmed strike. Um try to knock knock him over and just uh stop him where stop him from moving closer.
2: You're hitting Zoltan or the Zoltan Go ahead and roll for me an attack. That is plus six. That would be a 13. 13. Does that hit Zoltan?
3: Oh, he's got an armor class of 16. And I think that Zoltan's walking along like that waterline where the Mm -hmm. waves are just barely lapping up over his feet and receding back as he's walking along this wet sand.
2: So you go for a punch card to try and get at the back of his neck and knock him out of whatever is going on. And the waves brush up against him right at that moment and very subtly like nudges him to the side and your fist clangs off of his shoulder armor. But by now, you guys have walked up to this man. Zoltan stops at the man, turns, and is now staring at the ocean. The man, as you study him, he's wearing these white, kind of dirty white robes. Um, very heavy looking garb. He's got a tricorn hat on. Very long, stubble beard that is very unkempt one of his hands, he's like leaned forward staring at the ocean, one hand is embedded in the sand and the other the other is just sort of hanging limply at the side and as you look at the sand in front of him it looks like he had tried to draw a symbol in the sand of a circle a circular shape with the top cut off so, and there are two lines going off from where the circle opened up and one at the bottom the left side of the circle looks like it he didn't finish drawing it yet. It just sort of stops I and it's this lopsided shape. Question, what time of day is it? It's nighttime, right? Yes. It is nighttime. Probably a little past midnight.
4: Retroactively, I would like to cast dark vision. Tepi or Tepi is a human, can't see anything. So Would
2: her little flaming velociraptor shed light?
4: Um, I'm sure he... He might, but if it's it's probably weak.
2: True. Uh, dark diet. vision,
4: yeah. Dark vision allows me sixty feet. Okay. Into the dark, so. Yeah, torchlight's 30 I'll just. Yeah.
2: That is torch a good point. Does anyone now. else does anyone else not have dark vision? I think we all do. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. So Zoltan okay. is standing here next to this man, staring out at the ocean. The man is also staring hand in the sand, water's lapping. Um, I want the three of you who are not currently under the effect of whatever's happening to this village, make me another wisdom save.
4: That's 26 for Tepe.
2: Say
0: 15 for Karg. Okay. 16.
2: Okay. All of you, you hear the sound of these waves and for a moment, it's almost hypnotic. Kind of, pacifying but you shrug it off you've got more important things to focus on right now what do you guys do
0: does does card notice the design in the sand
2: yeah yep you don't recognize it by any means but you see it there you know that it's there
0: can he tell that it looks
2: unfinished
0: or is that just
2: i'm gonna say yes it looks very lopsided you what's your religion modifier it is plus two plus two okay in that case roll me a religion check to see if you can pick up on that 14 14 yeah i think you have a feeling it's probably not and actually as you study this man you see on his shoulder there's a little patch of a symbol that matches what he drew except it is complete so you're able to cross reference the two and you know that this is an incomplete symbol He's gonna I just think
3: Sultan's gonna start walking out into the water, go out to about waist height, and just start feeling the waves all around him. Okay.
4: Um, I think if she saw him try to do that, she... Teffy's gonna try and like grab the back of his coat, back of his arm, or whatever, and just kind of pull him back. Okay. She'll try.
3: Athletics.
2: Yeah, make me a contested athletics chick.
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: I'm leaning into it. I am owning this. Zoltan is going to die today, it seems.
4: That's a 10 from Teppi. 21. Okay, yeah, you you
2: try, you can't even reach up all the way to grab him. And you like <laughs> grasp at his armor and he just walks away from you. As he steps out into the waves and he's walking out into the water, the man that's kneeling on the ground takes a deep shuddering breath and kind of strains up a little bit brow furrows and he looks up at the three of you and then he looks out at zoltan and he pulls the hand that was in the sand out and it's a tentacle his hand has been replaced by this long fleshy purple tendril and he lets it rest on one shoulder then down to the center of his chest back up to the other shoulder back to the chest and then with it he points out at Zoltan and he just says, The waves have called him. May Avicen grant him strength. And then he puts his hand the tentacle hand back into the sand and hunches over again.
4: No.
3: Um
2: Another wisdom save, please, from all three of you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Not one from me? No. Or is it just because I'm playing into it?
4: It's a nine. That is
0: twenty, not natural. And gore.
4: Oh no, they've
0: taken
2: Gore.
3: Waves whisper to me, calling <laughs> me to the soft sand.
2: So after Excellent. this man does his little display and points, Teppy, you're horrified by this man's arm. You know what is going on, but then you stop and you listen. You realize, wait, the waves. I need to be part of the waves, and you turn. You stiffen up and turn. You start following Zoltan out. Gore silently turns and follows you in step. Karg, you're the only one left on this beach. All of your friends are walking out into this water. What do you do?
3: It feels great.
2: I am going to attempt a
0: stunning strike on my nearest... uh, Whoever's nearest to me.
2: Okay, that, that would be either Gore or Teppi. so do you want to punch a child, or do you want to punch a minotaur?
0: I, I want to punch the minotaur.
2: Okay. Um, go ahead and give me an attack roll.
3: I'm getting a blanket. I need it. One, I'm cold, and two, this is freaking creep. It's going to be 17 <laughs> and I love
2: to it. hit. 17 to hit? Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I don't know what Gore's armor class is. How tall was uh, Karg? Six Six foot. foot. Six foot, okay. Alright, so I'm gonna say you hit. Go ahead and roll damage.
0: Yeah, he has to seed a constitution saving throw. Um, I hit, I rolled six.
2: Alright, so he takes six damage. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, he takes, you just instinctually bop uh, Gore in the back of the head, and he just stops right where he was, head down, kind of dazed. He failed his check to not be stunned so he is right at the edge of the water the water is lapping up against his hooves but he is not continuing in but Tepi continues into the water and Tepi walks out she walks out to waist height as well so a little bit behind zoltan since i assume he's taller than her how how tall is Tepe?
3: i'm pretty sure that um zoltan was only about five and a half feet
2: yeah how, how tall is Tepi?
4: she's like five 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 four so, just okay. a little so bit. you're shorter. right next
2: to him. She walks right out next to Zoltan. They're both staring off into the horizon. And, the Carl, you're standing whispering. there trying to figure out like, what the heck is going on. What the villagers are weird. My friends are getting weird. And then, Zoltan and Tepi both turn in unison to face you. And they both stick out an arm towards you and say, Join us in the waves. They call to you. Please make me another wisdom saving throw. 14. 14. Alright, this time you've been pushing back against whatever force has been infiltrating your mind and this time you just can't hold back and you find yourself succumbing and walking out into this water as you all get out next to each other, Karg, you walk up to him and suddenly you're all back to yourselves. You're standing out in the water for some reason. You don't remember why you're here. You don't know what's going on. You see Gore off in the distance on the beach and then you feel something. In the water, wrapping slowly up around your legs. I want everyone to roll me initiative. No! Oh boy.
0: I'm glad that at least one of us is on the beach. <laughs> Even though he's not here, technically. Uh, today.
4: <laughs> Question for you, DM. Ooh. I just rolled two 20s. Uh, Go ahead,
2: sorry. Tell us that.
4: Is, is Tepi still holding the sword? She might yeah, have she, dropped it when... She dragged it okay, out she into is...
2: the ocean with her. Okay, so cool. she's still holding well, it. Well,
3: it. it's, it's a good thing, though, because I'm going to be mm-hmm. after you, I guarantee it.
0: I'll be honest, if my character had a blade, he probably would have tried to just decapitate the old guy on the beach. That's I was very... trying to think about how I could get one of your weapons, and then I failed. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it was too late.
2: Okay. Yeah. Hey, Teppy, what mm-hmm. was yours?
4: It was nineteen.
2: Nineteen. Karg. Mm-hmm. Six. Six. Sultan.
3: Two. Two. Well, this is <laughs> one on the dice. One modifier.
2: <laughs> All right. So you guys feel this coiling around your leg as you look down. You see the faintest tip of a purple tentacle wrapping up around your leg. And the horizon suddenly grows dark and this darkness rushes towards you till now you can only see there's like a circle of darkness you can only see within 60 feet you can't see past it you can't see the shore actually you can't see the shore you're not 60 feet into the water but this darkness this dark dome has surrounded you and the three of you are right next to each other to the north you see a hulking form rise out of the water. Can I want all of you to roll me another wisdom save.
3: Oh boy. Can I roll something other than this?
0: A 16. 13.
2: Four. All right. Tepi and Zoltan you see as this hulking minotaur rises out of the water The left side of his head is completely bashed in one of his horns missing and his fur is dripping with this red viscous liquid he's got a morning star in one hand and furs draped across him and then to the east you watch as another form rises out of the water zoltan your heart drops as you see your uncle rising up from the water dripping wet, smiling unnaturally wide. Teppy to the west, or the other direction, you see a legion of the dusk vampire conquistador rise up from the water, fangs bared, pointed helm, glinting in the moonlight. And then up over on the beach, out of the sand, rises this large, black-skinned, muscular creature. It's got cracks in its skin where the fire is glowing through horns reaching back very like small skin like wings but not functional wings going out from its back a skirt of barbed chains dangling around its waist karg what yeah. you see is completely different you see these monstrous forms rise out that seem to be a combination of coral stone seaweed and human body parts. There's bones and arms and legs mixed into this jumbled mass. They all match about the like volume of the people I described to everyone else, but they are these monsters that have risen up out of the water, and we'll fight them all next time. Thank you all for joining us in this episode of Fireside Dice. This podcast is produced by Realms of Roleplaying, and all music used in this program was produced by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. We'll see you all in the next episode.